goodness. Bear witness to the greatest park has ever created. The smelling sod starring Mr. Moonshine. Yeah, yeah, get the smelling song. Fimo. I'ma knock him out, get the smelling song. Loma. I'ma knock him out, get the smelling song. Canella. Hook white crowds, smelling song. Pacquiao. Yeah, yeah, get the smelling song. Charlo. I'ma knock him out, get the smelling song. Spence. I'ma knock him out, get the smelling song. Bud. I'ma knock him out, get the smelling song. Fury. Yeah, yeah, get the smelling song. Wilder. Yeah, yeah, get the smelling song. AJ. Yeah, yeah, get the smelling song. You know I'ma knock him out, get the smelling song. Punch. Ooh, baby, you already know this is Punch Run Boxing, aka Mr. Moon. Moonshine himself. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world, wherever you are in this side of heaven. I hope you're doing good. God bless you all. We on episode 10. Man, we moving on up, man. Episode 10 of the Smelling Salt Podcast, the best boxing podcast. Thank you for the people that's been supporting. Thank you all. If y'all subscribe also to the YouTube channel, Punch Run Boxing, go out there and subscribe to your boy. Thank you for the people that's been supporting me, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Memorial Day just passed, and I want to send my condolences to the to the family that have lost their warrior. We have lost their warrior, and thank you for lending your warrior to us to protect this nation, to protect us, to protect our liberty. Shout out to all the warriors, baby. Shout out to all the warriors. I ain't talking about the, the, the Golden State Warrior. I'm talking about the real warriors out there. Soldiers. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's start this off with some boxing news. And um, the welterweight division, you already know it. It's a prestige division in the sport of boxing. It's a stacked up division. It has champ, good champions. It has legendary fighters. Well, a legendary fighter. Manny Pacquiao, WBA super, WBA champion of the world, just beat Keith on Tom Thurman his last bout, last, ju- ju- last July. We got Earl Spence, the unified welterweight champion of the world, WBC, IBF. Thank you, God, that you, that you gave him a second chance in a horrific car crash. Lucky man, lucky man. I ain't going to say lucky man. I'm just going to say that God was with you. God ain't lucky, ladies and gentlemen. We got Danny Swift Garcia. Probably got the probably got top three the best resume in the sport of boxing. We got Sean Porter. Sean Porter, man, I'm gonna tell you like this. I'm gonna say something about Sean Porter. Now, he don't have the perfect record in the, in, in the welterweight division, but I'm gonna tell you like this. He will give he will give everybody their toughest fight in the welterweight division, win or lose. Sean Porter in the welterweight division, he you know what he does? He actually levels and humbles everybody's minds. And I'm talking about everybody's mind. I'm talking about the pundits. I'm talking about the the um boxing media that always want to say, oh, Buck Crawford or Earl Spence is way better than the guys like Daniel Garcia and the Ugas and Keith Thurman and blah, blah, blah. He's the guy that you... you he. Had a great fight, a close fight with, with Danny Swift Garcia, a close fight with um Ugas, a close fight with Keith Thurman, a close fight with Earl Spence. If you thought highly about Earl Spence, uh, you'd be like, oh, well, but, you know, Keith Thurman actually done a, a better job than Earl Spence with, with um Sean Porter. I mean, Ugas probably did beat Sean Porter, so then it levels everything out. And I've been saying this for quite some time. If we're going to say that the Watsoe division is a stacked division, Let's, I think everybody is not better than nobody just yet. There's people that have accomplished more. Like, for example, we have, we have a, 
um, unified champion, Earl Spence. But Keith Thurman was also a unified champion. He also beat um, Sean Porter. And he beat Danny Swift Garcia. So people can't even tell me that, oh, Earl Spence is way better than Keith Thurman or vice versa. Because they, they haven't really separated themselves if you really think about it. So... It's a stacked up division, y'all. The only one that separated himself, of course, is Manny Pacquiao. He's a legend. He got a cemented legacy. If he, if he goes in the next fight, win or lose, he still got a cemented legacy. He's in a win-win situation. Manny Pacquiao, who I regard, damn it. The GOAT. I say, the GOAT, my friend. Yes, the GOAT. The greatest of all time, Manny Pacquiao, I say. I don't care. It's my opinion. You got yours, and I could debate it. <laughs> I just want to get out the way. Danny Swift Garcia. Who's supposedly going to be fighting Earl Spence later on in the year when this coronavirus, you know, when they open everything up and shout out to the people that's been, and shout out to the people on the front line of this coronavirus, the nurses, the essential workers. I love you all. My condolences go out to the people that have been affected by the coronavirus. Let's not forget about them. And it's still going on. Of course, it's not, it's not, I mean, it seems like we're weathering the storm. But there's still people that are being affected, so, you know, wear your mask, do what the government tells you to do, you know what I'm saying, be precaution, be, be respectful to your fellow man. I know a lot of people don't want to smell their breath with the mask, they don't want to smell their breath like for eight hours being outside, but you got to do what you got to do, god damn it, smell your damn breath and wear that mask. Make sure you brush your teeth enough. Make sure you got Tic Tac and Haws or whatever, mint balls, whatever it needs, to t- just wear the damn mask. Now... Danny Garcia, a lot of, you know what, I've been hearing like a lot of people feel like Danny Garcia is going to be some type of like tune up to Earl Spence, I'm saying like this, this fight with Earl Spence, Danny Swift Garcia, that's a 50-50 fight, that's a 50-50 fight, I don't give a damn what anybody say, I better put some respect on Danny Swift Garcia's name, gotta put respect on Danny Swift Garcia's name, now of course, probably might see him and he, they don't, he don't look like a specimen, he don't like the fastest man in the world, he don't like the most powerful guy in the world, he doesn't like, you know, but in the end of the day, he does probably everything right. He is faithful to his style, and he's real good. Great upper body movement, great counter puncher, great beard. Meaning he got a chin, a grenade chin. Got to give him respect. Got to give him respect. The only thing with Danny Swift Garcia that I wish he does, that I felt like he did got better after the Keith Fontan Thurman fight, was he needs to start faster. He needs to start faster, and he has to up the punch count, especially if you go into a fight with Earl Spence, that he is a high-volume puncher. You need to match that if you go to the 12th round. The only reason why Sean Porter beat you is because in the naked eye, it looks like he just did more. It looked like he just threw more. In the end of the day, I did have Daniel Garcia winning because I said whoever wins the 12th round, it was a close fight. Could have gone either way. I'm not saying anything like that, but I'm just saying when I was watching the fight, I said if Danny Swift Garcia wins the last round, whoever wins the last round, matter of fact, wins the fight. I felt like Danny Swift Garcia won the 12th round, but they gave it a, you know, Sean Porter, probably effective aggression. He won with effective aggression, and Danny Swift Garcia won with um, effective, effective blows, effective clean shots. I thought you went by that, but the judge thought either uh, another way. Anyway, so, um... Danny Swift Garcia, I believe, and versus Earl Spence is a 50-50 fight, in my opinion. Yes. But also, Danny Swift Garcia was talking about that if, you know, he's paying attention. He, got, he, he has the chance of fighting Manny Pacquiao or Earl Spence. But it looks like it's going to be Earl Spence. That's going to be, I think, they're gonna, that fight is going to come through fruition. But, the Danny, but Danny Swift Garcia is trying to say, and I feel him in this one. A lot of people, well, I feel him in this one, but let's just let me break it down. Danny Swift Garcia said, look, if I'm going to fight Manny Pacquiao, 
You better not come with no excuse that you old. If you're gonna come with that excuse, and I'm saying Manny Pacquiao, he's probably talking about the general public, the general public, the media, and things of that nature. If y'all gonna say that if I beat him, it was an excuse because he was 41 year old, 41 year, 41 year old. I'm sorry, I'm stuttering. Don't step in the ring with me. I don't want to hear no damn excuse. Paraphrasing by Danny Garcia. Also, Danny Garcia. In reference to Earl Spence. If you're not fully prepared to get back in the ring. Do not get in the ring. Because I don't want to hear no damn excuse about your car accident. Don't give me no car accident excuse. I don't want to hear people saying. Oh and I'm just paraphrasing y'all. Dennis uh, Garcia said. I don't want to hear people saying. Oh I beat him. Because if it, 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 because after the car crash. If it was the Earl Spence before the car crash. Uh, it would have been a different story. He don't want to hear that. And of course. You want respect when it comes to this type of sport. A lot of people want respect. When you do something, you want appreciation, you want respect. He want to be appreciated that he beat the, the likes of Manny Pacquiao if he gets a chance. And if he do so, he wants the ultimate respect. He wants his just due. Give me my just due. The same goes if I beat Earl Spence. Give me my just due. Don't give me the damn car crash. And if you're going to give me an excuse, then don't fight me. Don't get in the ring. Okay, I understand that it's what goes here when it comes to that. I do. I really, really do, my friend. But also, my friend, I got to tell you, you know, hey, papi, you know, hey, Danny Sugasia, forget about what people going to say. Like, tell me, come on, Danny, Danny, do, when do you ever care about what people say? You know there's going to be critics in the sport of boxing. You know in this sport of boxing, the fans is as delusional, and, and, and you know that the fans, it's very hard to convince the boxing fans. It's very hard to convince them because, of course, casuals do not follow the sport. They're only going to go by the last week of the promotion of a fight. And they're going to, you, know, uh, uh, you know, they don't follow the sport. Right now, what's keeping the sport of boxing alive is the hardcore boxing fans. And also, there's some hardcore boxing fans that is also biased. So, Danny Garcia and all the fighters know you're never going to get your just due until you retire. Let's be, let's be frank. Let's be honest. No boxer get their just due and their appreciation until they retire, right? It's only a few. I mean, we went through the likes. Look, Muhammad Ali was hated, right? He was doubted. He was had doubted. Everybody thought he was going to die versus um, Sonny. Everybody thought he was going to die versus George Foreman. People wasn't convinced. They wasn't calling Muhammad Ali the greatest of all time back then. He was self-proclaimed the greatest of all time. And then later on, people realized who he was. Now, of course, there's some boxes that, that you know, they get their, their ultimate props while in their prime. Manny Pacquiao still hated. Sugar Ray Leonard was loved throughout his career, right? Golden Boy promotion was, I mean, Golden Boy, um, Oscar De La Hoya was, was um, given all the credit, right? A lot of credit. But at the end of the day, I remember they used to say Roy Jones Jr. ain't fighting nobody. He beat the likes of Bernard Hopkins. He beat the likes of, of James Tony, And they said he wasn't fighting nobody. So you're never going to get your judge due until you retire. You're never going to get your ultimate respect. It's like Miguel Cotto. Miguel Cotto, um, you know, they wasn't calling him a, a legend through how he was fighting. Then when he, when he was in the end, in his last leg, and then he retired for good. Okay, now he's a legend. Oh, Miguel Cotto. People get their just due after. And Dennis Garcia should know that. So don't worry about what people are going to say. You just go out there and get the belts. Because I'm going to tell you like this, Dennis Garcia. If it was the other way around and you was, you know, not 100%, they'll go after you. Why? You? Think about it. 
Would would look at look at what Manny Pacquiao's team was saying. Remember what his team was saying. His strength and conditioning coach. He said, "Let's get Keith Thurman now before he gets good." You seen? Remember the interview? Let's get Keith Thurman now. The way that he's looking now before he gets a hundred percent good. Now, would you think that the that Manny Pacquiao's team would have chose Keith Thurman right after the Sean Porter fight. That Keith Thurman, maybe not. I'm not saying that. Remember, look, ladies and gentlemen, remember what I'm saying. I'm not saying Manny Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao will fight anybody. But do you think his team will be reluctant just to get Keith Thurman right after the Daniel Garcia fight or the Sean Porter fight? That Keith Thurman before the surgery, just like Earl Spence before the crash. I don't think so because they're the, his own his own um, strength and conditioning coach said let's get Keith Thurman before he gets a hundred percent. The best time to get Keith Thurman is now, right? So they know what they was doing. Danny Sue Garcia, hey, hey, if Manny Pacquiao haven't fought for a year, he had the WBA title. Then go for Manny Pacquiao. Go for Earl Spence. It's not your fault that he wanted to go into the car and drinky, drinky, drinky. And some, and things happen. And at the end of the day, your career has to keep moving. It can't be paused by anybody except for the coronavirus thing. But you understand what I'm trying to say. Don't worry about what other people have to say. Donnie? No importa lo que le digan. I say it in Spanish for Angel Garcia. Crazy Angel, you don't understand. No importa lo que, lo que digan. Vamos a ganar. Vamos a pelear. Well, I'm talking like the Mexican accent. You know, my fault. I got to talk with Puerto Rican accent. Mira, nene. Tú tienes que ir para allá. Mani Pacquiao a pelear con él. O vete, nene, a, a pelear con el gas, eh, Eropin. Tú sabes, nene. Que tú le vas a pegar, tú sabes. Par de, de, par de puño y tú le vas a ganar a él. Cabrón. <laughs> so I understand Dennis with Garcia But also Forget about what the critics Gonna say You ain't gonna get Your just due anyway Nobody's gonna get Their just due Especially you, Come on Dennis with Garcia Look at your resume Danny Danny look at your resume One of the most Prestige resume Of this era Did you get your just due Have they ever put you In the pound for pound list Dennis with Garcia Have they Two division world titles have they put you in a pound for pound list? No, because they never gave you a just do. And trust me, my brother, they're not gonna do it now. So go after it. Go after it. Danny Sul Garcia is probably the most unappreciative boxer of this era. Yes, I said it. Danny Swift Garcia is probably the most unappreciative champion and fighter of his era. We've seen everybody crack the pound for pound in some, sometime, somewhere, some year. And a guy like Danny Swift Garcia, who was the best 140 pounder, who is a top five welterweight champion of the world. And yes, he has two losses, but at the end of the day, sometimes we also got, well, we also got to see the opposition fighting the best. That was a unified title, trying to unify the title. 
split decision. And I'm a firm believer that if you fight in the best, let's say the best, the top guy is fighting the top guy and you lose split decision or whatever, a close fight, your stock shouldn't drop. Your stock should drop if you're a top guy that lost to a guy that's not even, that doesn't even crack the top 10. Then I understand when people be like, okay, the stock goes low. But Danny Garcia never get his just due. He never does. So I suggest Danny Garcia just go fight whoever you need to fight. Call him out. Get the contract done. It's not your fault that Errol Spence had to go where he got to do. It's not your fault that um, um, Manny Pacquiao had to be Keith on Tom Thurman. And he's, he's 41 years old. You got to do what you got to do. There's belts on the line. You're in a position to get those type of titles. And that's it. Do it. Forget about the fans. No, don't forget about Punch Drum, my brother. Don't forget about me, my friend, my friend. Um, new news. New news. Mike Tyson, the baddest man of the planet. Tyson Fury, the Tyson Fury, you already know that Tyson Fury was named after Mike Tyson. Said that he received a con, not a contract, but info in fighting Mike Tyson. Wow. Tyson Fury versus Mike Tyson. Wow. Now, let me say this, y'all. I, I, wanna, I want you to really... Hear me out on this one. Really. I'm a big Mike Tyson fan. Big. Big. And big. The baddest man of the planet. He's like uh It's like Mike Tyson never gets old. He is like a superhero. He's immortal. He's immortal in our eyes. We don't give a damn if you lost those last couple fights or whatever. We don't even remember that, and we don't even want to remember that. I don't even remember the name of the guys that he lost to. I don't care. Mike Tyson is those type of athletes that's immortal, that even if he's 53 years old, we still believe in our minds. We mind F ourselves in thinking that Mike Tyson could still do what he used to do because he was just that special. And that special thing just doesn't... It, it, it just doesn't die in our minds and our hearts. So we see Mike Tyson looking better than, than probably 95% of the heavyweight. Look at his body. Mike Tyson working out, looking cut up, shredded. 53 years old, we still see the likes of Andy Ruiz looking the way he looked like Tyson Fury working out every day with white people. You know, he still look like, yo, what? Why is Mike Tyson looking at Holyfield's body too? Why are they looking like, yo, they on some monster? Like, it looks like Andy Ruiz and all these guys in the heavyweight division, Dillian White, just go see Mike Tyson because y'all body got to get right. Now people will be like, it's not about how the body looks. That's not what happened. Look at look, look, look at look at Deontay Wilder, look at Tyson Fury, look what he did to him. I don't care. Gotta look a specimen, man. You the heavyweight champion of the world. Gotta look convincing too. Uh so Tyson Fury stated, I had a phone call saying, Would you like to fight Mike Tyson in an exhibition fight? I said Hell yeah. But I don't think anything materialized out of it, Fury said in an interview with BT Sport, published Tuesday. So, do you guys feel or do are you do you want to see this? Whatever is an exhibition or real, do you want to see Mike Tyson fight Tyson Fury? 
you know what? I, I, I would like to see. You, you know why we, man, we're, we're just so, I know we're fools sometimes. I know we're delusional in this sense. I was talking about delusional earlier in the, earlier. But I I understand. I understand. We are sometimes delusional. We just don't want to let it go. We want to see Mike Tyson, right? The reason why Mike Tyson. Well, the reason why people are so excited to see Mike Tyson. Is because nobody in the heavyweight division has clout that. Meaning. Meaning. There hasn't been an evolution in the heavyweight division. So the last person you think of is Mike Tyson. If there was another athlete that came around and had and became the evolution of that, then when Mike Tyson said he's coming back, we'd be like, hell no, hell no, don't not come back. Let's say if we had a new Mike Tyson 2.0, name whatever you want to name him, more powerful, more faster, most better. Then Mike Tyson would be like, I want to come out every time. We'll be like, no, 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 no. This is Mike Tyson 2.0. Don't do it, Mike. But the thing is, we haven't seen a heavyweight that you could actually slay. This is why we always go back to when we when we critiquing the heavyweight division, we always be like, well, all these heavyweights will lose in the 90s. All these heavyweights will lose to the guys of the Mike Tyson. This You can't even compare this era of heavyweights to the last. You know why? Because the, this new era of heavyweights just do not, how you say, tap into the imagination. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't surprise us. It do, it's not special, right? Now, of course, Deontay Wilder's power is a freakish, freakish power that's, that's special. His power, his right hand. But people don't want to give credit to this whole boxing ability, right? So it's just the right hand for a lot of people. For Mike Tyson, it was everything. It was the uppercut. It was the it was the left to the body, followed with the with the left uppercut. It was the movement. It was the peekaboo. It was the custom model. It was the whole over Mike Tyson. Everything about Mike Tyson, even with the walkthrough, the way he was knocking people out, ferocious ferocious and he was the little guy in the heavyweight division he was the little guy he was the kid practically we haven't seen anybody to exceed our expectations to say wow that's what it is nobody in the heavyweight division has has made us go wow other aside from Deontay Wilder's right hand nobody have made us go Wow. When you make the fans go, wow. What is that? You seen that? I have to see it again. Oh my God. We haven't seen that since Mike Tyson. We haven't seen it since Manny Pacquiao. We haven't seen it since the Roy Jones of the world. Wow, my God. He could beat every man in the world. When you look at Mike Tyson, that's the way you look at him. To this day, you remember Deontay Wilder. To this day, to this day, you believe that Mike Tyson. This is this is the type of power that Mike Tyson had in people's minds. You remember when we used to talk back in the days and be like, "Yo, would you would you get paid a million if they say let Mike Tyson punch you in the face and you get a million dollars?" You remember those conversations? We don't do that with these guys. Like, yo, would you get punched by a Tyson Fury every four minutes? Oh, yeah, man. Let me get $10,000. Yeah, yeah. Let me get that. I don't give a damn. <laughs> but when it came with Mike Tyson, we used to play those games. 
would you get punched by Mike Tyson if you let him punch you for a million dollars? Even with a million dollars, there was people that used to be like, well, I don't know. <laughs> You remember people like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You stutter, right? Everybody was stuttering when it comes to that question. No matter what, if it was a million dollars, that Mike Tyson punch. That's the type of aura. That's the type of aura that Mike Tyson had. Mike Tyson is the baddest man of the planet because to this day, people would look at him and be like, damn, he looked like he could be any man in the world. <laughs> Mike Tyson don't, I mean, Tyson Freeman don't look like that. So, you look at it, you look at the videos, we want to see Mike Tyson sparring first, but even, of course, if we see Mike Tyson sparring, they only, they really going to show the best part of his sparring, they're not going to say, oh my god, Mike Tyson is struggling, look at his sparring match, he's getting beat up, no, everything they're going to put out, this, from, from day, from day, from this day forward, they're going to put great clips, they're going to be extraordinary clips, just like we've seen the clips, just like we've seen the clips. If you got some sparring clips, you're going to be putting some clips of him knocking somebody down. Watch. So, I don't know. I would see it. I don't care. I would see it. You know? And there's going to be people that are going to be critiquing me and be like, yo, come on, punch. Come on, really? You really want to see that? Come on, you really? Come on, I thought you was a boxing head. Come on, you got to be smarter than that. He's 53 years old. What you expect from him? What you expect from him? I expect something that I never probably seen before. Mike Tyson have shown me that before. Why he won't show me that again? No, Mike Tyson is not your normal 53 years old. So I would only I don't expect my normal 53 years old. I am sorry. He is Mike. Let me be delusional. Shit. Come on, Tyson Fury. Beat the delusional out of us. Beat it up. Mike Tyson go to the body with Tyson Fury. Ooh. Could he get into the inside? Yes, Mike Tyson loves to fight the tall guys. Yeah, he'll do what, what Lennox Lewis did anyway. But a four-rounder. I think he could be... I, I think Mike Look, put it this way. I don't give a damn what anybody say. Give me a four-rounder with Tyson Fury. I'm not talking about uh, exhibition. Give me, a, give me a real fight, a four-round a four uh, four bout with Tyson Fury and Mike Tyson. And I see a split decision win for Mike Tyson. Because if you're going to start out fast, he's going to go into the attack. If Tyson Fury don't knock him out, knock him down, I go with Mike Tyson split decision, four-rounder. If it goes beyond four rounds, you already know what's going to happen. Tyson Fury's going to do his thing. <laughs> but four-rounder, do what you got to do, Mike. Be a pit bull. But i like to see it. Also, Tyson Fury said, and he was speaking about in reference to Mike Tyson and Van Holyfield, they both old now. So they're a bit long in the teeth. But then, who am I to say anything about what anyone is capable of? I wouldn't try to kill anybody's dream of doing anything they want. If they're both medically fit to fight, then let them do what they got to do. It's their life, not mine. Might. Yes, man. Now... Holyfield's 57 years old, but you know what it is that why we see and we be like, okay, we could watch them. It's because the way that they look and they're in shape. 
If you would have told me Mike Tyson, the picture that he looked like that he was like Fat Albert in 2008 or something like that, you'd be like, what the hell Mike Tyson is doing? Get out, sit down, Mike. But when you see Mike Tyson looking like that, that's what get, get us like, whoa, hold on. And Mike Tyson even, ain't even talking punch drunk. Holyfield is. For me, to be honest, Holyfield, I'm like, yo, all right, Holyfield, because you, you fought a lot even way beyond your prime. Like, Holyfield, have you listened to Holyfield when he talked? Real dear Holyfield, the man, the legend, but I think him is like, ah, oh, come on, Holyfield, you know, you, you take a step back. Mike Tyson still got that imagination. We still got the imagination about Mike Tyson with Holyfield. And, uh, sorry, don't do it, my friend. You're already sounding... Like you shouldn't be in the ring no more. And whoever gives them a license will be highly highly criticized. Who's going to give them a license? To be honest. Damn, it's hard to say this, y'all. But I don't think I'll give Holyfield a license. I just hear the way he talks in the interviews. I I just think it will be very irresponsible. But you could say the same thing about Mike Tyson. It'll be very, very irresponsible. It's like going back to the movie Rocky Balboa. The last one. Well, not the last one. Yeah, the last one before Creed. When he was trying to get back in the ring of Antonio Tarver. And you see him in the commission, in the commission meeting or whatever. Don't take it away from me. I forgot. You know, I, you understand. You, you know what movie I'm talking about. But hey, I want to see Mike Tyson, y'all. I do. I do. Yes. Also, in the sport of boxing, the dilemma between Teofimo Lopez and Devin Haney, I got to talk about it, y'all. Now, there's going to be an ongoing conversation, there's going to be an ongoing dialogue and content about Teofimo Lopez, the IBF, real lightweight champion of the world, Devin Haney, the email to... The hand me down. Well, just let's say he got presented and gifted a belt from the WBC is all Mauricio Surama. Just let's say that, because we can't compare Teofimo Lopez and Devin Haney's accomplishment. We can't. It's a slap in the face. But this is what I was saying in my video. Go check it out. Go to, um after after listening to this, go to the um to my YouTube channel, Punch Drunk Boxing, and check out what I was saying about the I did a video about the um, Devin Haney and Tiafima Lopez, and they're going back and forth about who's got to send who the contract. Tiafima Lopez had a live IG show and said, you know, my peoples have sent a message to Eddie Hearns about me fighting Devin Haney. Let's do it. He was calling out Devin Haney. Devin Haney comes out and said he was a liar. So for a, a week and a half, they've been going back and forth, back and forth. This one is lying. This one is lying. This one ain't telling the truth. Send a contract. I'm still waiting on it. Devin Haney said, I'm still waiting on it. I've been waiting for 24 hours and you still haven't sent a contract. But this is what I'm going to say. All right. If y'all can't make the decision, let me do it for you. Punch your unboxing. A.K.A. Mr. Moonshine is going to do it for you. Here we go. Devin Haney, we understand that you haven't earned the right to be called champion. You are a belt holder. You have cap- the capability to one day earning to become a world champ. Earning is the 
magic word. Earning is the word of today. Earning is the word. Devin Haney has not earned the right to be called world champion, especially in the WBC, because we already know that Solomchenko is the WBC champion. I don't give a damn if you have the franchise or not. We all know who is the top dog at lightweight division. Let's keep it clear. Let's keep it real. Also, Devin Haney has referred himself as the boss, El Jefe. We all know that Teofimo Lopez is under top rank, Bob Arum. And that's why he said, my peoples have forward some uh, whatever to Eddie Hearns, my peoples. Now, Devin Haney, you say you a boss. Now, I say this. If you a boss, you got to make boss moves. I don't see nobody giving a boss contracts. I see boss giving people contracts. Sign it. Take it or leave it. So instead of Devin Haney saying, I'm waiting for the contract. How about Devin Haney, who is a boss? Says he's a boss. The youngest promoter in the sport of boxing. He's not under Eddie Hearn. He's only partner. So he's a boss. If you're a boss, you draw the contract and give it to Teofimo Lopez or his handlers or his peoples like top rank Bob Arum. And you draw it up and give it. Because in the end of the day, at this point, Teofimo Lopez do not need Devin Haney. Why? He's about to fight Lumachenko. So you got to come with a type of offer that's going to, you know, scrap and void that fight they're about to fight. And be like, you know what? Psh, I got to fight um, Devin Haney because he's giving me an offer that I can't refuse. And then Devin Haney at the same time going to be like, okay, now I got the opportunity to actually be a real champion. And earn a real bout. So, and so... I believe that Devin Haney should be on the, he should be the one pressing Teofimo Lopez. He's the boss. He's the one, he's the one that needs to, to, to show and prove that he is a real champion, not an email champion, not a hand-me-down champion, none of that, things of that nature. He's the one that needs to prove to the world that he is a real, un campeón de verdad, a real champion. He got to be the one. The question is, is he going to do it? Teofimo Lopez was talking about that, man. Please, you know that Eddie Hearns. You know Eddie Hearns. You know you. Y'all all just counting. Y'all lying. You know you when you, they wouldn't put you. They wouldn't put you right now after having surgery. They wouldn't put you to fight me. That's what Teofimo Lopez is saying. You know what Teofimo Lopez's dad is saying? You scared. He's scared. They all scared of my son. They all scared. They all scared. I told you my son was going to be champion at the A at 15 fights. I told you they all scared. We were about to go to Lumachenko. They scared. Devin Haney, he's scared. He's scared of my son. He's scared of my son. Yep. Well, I'm not gonna say in the sport of boxing anybody's scared, man. This is what they do for a living, but you already know, man. He, he needs to he needs to hype it up too. Shout out to Junior, shout out to OG. OG, Teofimo Lopez Sr., OG Jr., shout out to, to, to the OG. Um, but I believe that Devin Haney got to go and chase down a real champion. You haven't done nothing yet. 
I'm not going to say nothing, but the accomplishment, you really haven't accomplished nothing yet significantly that we be like Devin Haney is the man and people should be chasing Devin Haney. Nobody is looking down, my brother. Ain't nobody looking down on Devin Haney. Devin Haney's the one that's got to be looking up. So my take it, of course, there's going to be an ongoing conversation, an ongoing content about these guys going forward because they're young. They're young, 22 years old, 21, 22 years old. They're young. They are going to be the future of the sport of boxing. They're going to be the forefront of the sport of boxing. Yes, I'm talking about um, um, Teofimo Lopez. I'm talking about Ryan Garcia. I'm talking about Devin Haney. I'm talking about uh, um, Boots Ennis. I'm talking about Virgil Tees. I'm talking about these dudes in the sport of boxing. Yes, I give them more props. They're going to be leading the way in the sport of boxing, but... I believe Teofimo Lopez at this point is the number uno, number one leading in this era. Shout out to Shakur Stevenson. Shout out to Brandon Lee. Shout out to Spencer. Shout out to Chris Colbert. Shout out to the ladies, Amanda Serrano. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. Katie Taylor. Shields. Beautiful Polish champion as well. Y'all know who I'm talking about. My modern day was my, my modern day warrior, modern day gladiators, all these fighters. So yeah, with the Devin Haney, I think that he should, you know, go after Teofimo Lopez. You the boss. You the one that got. You the one that got something to prove. Cause he already proved that he's a champion. Lomachenko already proved that he's a champion. You got to prove something. You got the mouth. You're talking a lot. You got the Flo Mayweather. You got the Mr. Miyagi's backing you up. You got the Flo Mayweather Senior, Flo Mayweather Junior. You got the Roy Jones Junior uh, of the world. You got the Zab Judas. You are been. You been molded to be greater than everybody else in your class. Can you think about me, and I have my son, and I know Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Steph Curry, all these dudes. Yo, work out with, with Kevin Durant. Go work out with, with um, Westbrook. Can you imagine how my son should be? I think Devin Haney should be way ahead of his class, to be honest. He got, he, he, he's the one that should, in my opinion, should be like, yo, wow. He should give us a wow with all the, all the wisdom that he's been working with. I mean, he's not doing it to me. Like he's not, he doesn't give that personally to me like the wow. I don't see it. I don't see that. I still see him. I don't see him separating himself yet. But he's young and still could develop and still haven't developed the power yet. And imagine, imagine if he grows into that adulthood. Imagine Tiafim Lopez, who has already the power. Imagine his power at the age of 25. Whoa. So it's no, I don't critique none of these young fighters' skills because they're young and they still get better. Think about it. Look at look at Canelo Alvarez when he fought um um Flo Mayweather, age of 22, 23 years old. He's a way different fighter. He grew so much. He grew so much that by the by by, by now we don't even look at that fight. We don't even look at that fight because that's a young Canelo Alvarez. Look at him now. He's elusive. He moves around. Before he used to have mud feet. He was just young. So I'm not even going to cast these guys' skills right now. But if we were talking about just two, Teofimo Lopez and Devin Haney was going to be talking about the career. Yes, Teofimo Lopez, of course, have earned the right to be. He is a champion, a real one at that. Devin Haney, you should know that. Go after him. You a boss. You say you a boss. I don't want to see Devin Haney after all this talk. Just, and he got a voluntary bout. Just fight some, some rank 40 or 30 type of dude. Nah, 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 nah. Not with all that talk. Then at the end of the day, I would be like, yo. After all that talking, then you are the liar, the liar, Mr. Pinocchio. Come on, boy. 
So I hope, even if he doesn't fight the likes of Teofimo Lopez or another, or another, at least I wish he, I hope that he's going to fight top 10 competition at this point of his career. If he's going to be getting praised like that, if he's going to praise himself like that, I don't want to see him face no another, not, not another Santiago, which is ranked like number 40 something. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. Talk to talk, walk to walk, you a boss. Let's go. Again, God bless you all. Episode 10 is coming to a conclusion, coming to an end. Episode 10 is coming to an end. Love y'all. Peace out. Subscribe to the channel, Punch Your Unboxing. Follow me. You already know you can get this in iTunes, um, Spotify. Psst. We just starting, y'all. We just starting. God bless and on to the next.